What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and this is a post-game special Monday Night Football. And what do you know, Giants fans? You are now one game out of the playoffs, the final wild card in the NFC. It's a huge crowd, but believe it or not, Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants are one game out of getting back to the playoffs. And let's be honest, what's harder to believe? That, the idea that had they lost this game tonight to the Green Bay Packers, which they won, by the way, Randy Bullock game-winning field goal as time expired, 24-22, big blue here at MetLife Stadium. But had they lost that game, they would have been in position for the number four pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. I know there are still Giants fans who would much rather have that than the alternative, and the alternative is the Giants beat the Packers here, won their third game in a row. They are now 5-8. and eight. They head to New Orleans next week. New Orleans, a team that is a, a part of that five-team group ahead of them at 6-7 and seven, that is really is in the running for the seventh and final playoff spot. And then you also have to throw that sixth spot into the mix as well. Now, look, the Giants face the Saints. They also play the Rams on New Year's Eve. But we're also counting on the idea that they're playing the Eagles twice in three weeks. And we know how this team fares against the Eagles. But all of that to the side, that's all the future. Right now, the present is how about Tommy DeVito? How about this defense forcing three turnovers? Uh, actually, it was two turnovers for the defense and another one on special teams. What, what can you say about Dexter Lawrence? Uh, you know, I got to be honest. I mean, as far as players that I've watched, Dexter Lawrence is as dominant. I'd say I'd have to go back to Jason Pierre-Paul in 2011. Yes, Landon Collins had an MVP-type season on the defensive side of the ball in 2016. But Dexter Lawrence, play after play, comes back tonight after missing one game with the hamstring injury. And, you know, every time he was out there, he was on a pitch count tonight, but every time he was out there, it seemed like he made a big play on the field, whether it was taking on blockers to allow another player to make a play or making plays himself. And, you know, like I said, Dexter Lawrence, he got paid in the offseason. He's injured. The team was 4-8, supposedly going nowhere. And Dexter Lawrence fights back through the bye week is a limited participant in practice on Friday and Saturday, ends up going out in there playing tonight. 
again, hats off to Dexter Lawrence and the way he played. Kayvon Thibodeau with a sack tonight. He's up to 12 on the season. Talk about a breakout in his second year. You know, think about where we were two months ago and everyone kind of questioning Kayvon Thibodeau and where he's at. Uh, and whether or not Joe Shane picked two busts in the top 10 two years ago, uh, or at least last year. Uh, and, you know, Evan Neal still on the injured reserve. His status is certainly still up in the air, but Thibodeau has become some player, especially against the run. Uh, he's a hustle machine. Uh, just can't say enough about that. Deontay Banks making big plays down the field. Yes, he ended up giving up the game the game though or at least the go-ahead touchdown uh that jordan love threw uh with i think it was 93 seconds left in the game the packers went for two big stop by bobby okereke and a host of giants on the two-point conversion that kept it at a one-point game that allowed the giants to take the huddle tommy devito calm cool collected having this team believe in Tommy DeVito. You know, and I, I wrote a column after the game. Make sure you check it out on NorthJersey.com about DeVito and this entire experience. You know, I was out at the DeVito's tailgate uh, in the MetLife parking lot. G16, follow the Italian flag and the giant flag uh, to find Tom Sr. and Lexi, his parents, uh, his brother Max, cousin Danny DeVito yes Danny DeVito was the cook behind the grill making chicken cutlet sandwiches of course with mozzarella and balsamic vinegar and you know the DeVitos were kind of fired up and had over a group of over almost three that 300 people friends and family everyone who wanted to be a part of this experience for Tommy DeVito and the Giants and you know, they go out and really they played toe-to-toe with the Packers. The game was sloppy. But let's not forget, coming into this game, the Packers had won three games in a row. They had just beaten in prime time the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I know KC lost to Buffalo yesterday, so everybody's looking at it going, ah, well, you know, how good is KC? KC's a good team. I mean, let's be honest. Every team that beats KC has an opportunity Uh, to really take a step forward. Packers were sitting in the seventh spot, and everyone expected the Packers to make a run here and get into the playoffs uh, and and take care of it in Jordan Love's first year uh, full-time as starter. And what the Giants did defensively against Love, you know, I think the... The inclement weather certainly played a part here tonight, and inclement in terms of wind. A little chilly, but the wind, the gusty winds inside of MetLife certainly played a role early on. Tommy DeVito adjusted. I don't think the Packers ever adjusted. Uh, And, you know, you look at the way DeVito is playing, and I I mentioned, you know, his dad, and we were talking, you know, way before the game, hours before this game even kicked off, and his dad said to me, you know what, and I'm paraphrasing now, I have the direct quote in my column on DeVito, you know, he said, everybody's waiting for the clock to strike midnight on Cinderella, and that was, you know, maybe that happens tonight, you know, maybe that happens. He said, but Tommy doesn't just think he belongs here he believes it and the Giants believe it too 
You watch some of these guys. You know, it's funny. Talking to Isaiah Hodgins, what a catch he made on the scramble drill from DeVito. Uh, the touchdown that put them up, 21-13. A great play by DeVito to fire it in the back, uh, in the back of the end zone. Uh, but, you know, Hodgins several times in his postgame presser at his locker said, you know, I mean, Tommy, wow. You know, they, they're, they're believing in him, but they're also pinching themselves as he's moving this team to a position that, look, they've been chasing this feeling all year. This is the feeling that they had a year ago, many times over, on their road to the playoffs, winning games that no one expected them to win, coming through late, making plays, believing in themselves on both sides of the ball. And the fact that they did this tonight in primetime after getting embarrassed, every time they were in primetime this year, they were non-competitive. Cowboys in prime time. 49ers in prime time. Yes, they were a little competitive with Seattle, but once Daniel Jones threw that pick six, uh, that game was a disaster. Every game here ending with opposing fans in the lower bowl of MetLife Stadium cheering their own team. It was go Hawks go when Seattle was here. Cowboys fans took over this stadium. And tonight, after the Packers scored to take that 22-21 lead, there was a feeling that, here we go again. The Packers chant of Go Pack Go. DeVito takes the huddle, 93 seconds left in the game. He goes 4 for 4, 17 of 21 overall. Throws that touchdown pass to Hodgins. Huge pass to Wondell Robinson. Wondell makes that play. And they get in position. Randy Bullock, after missing a field goal earlier in the game, boots that one through the uprights. And, you know, Tommy DeVito and Brian Dable watching that final field goal together. And, you know, Dable joking with DeVito that he wasn't going to watch, then changed his mind, turned around, they watch. And if you saw the replays in the game, uh, Props to my wife, Mary, who ended up sending video on my phone of the game. Since we are here, we didn't get to see the video. But Dable and Tommy DeVito jumping up and down, you know, like two school kids. Uh, This Giants team finally recaptured some of the feeling that they had from last year. With everything that's gone wrong, now they're going to New Orleans, 5-8. and Look, they still don't have great odds to make the playoffs, you want to believe in some of these playoff simulators, there's still around 1% chance of making the playoffs. But they've actually given Giants fans and given themselves reason to think that there's something to play for now. And you're in December, and you're playing for something. Now, they still have two games against the Eagles. They have not fared well against the Eagles. Not that I need to remind you. You're listening to the show. You clearly know. But they've got a shot. And they've got belief, and they have a fun story, one of the best stories in the NFL going right now. Where does it go? Who knows? Tommy DeVito might not start another game after this year. We're not sure. We don't know how it's going to turn out for the Giants. But what he's doing right now, he's playing well. What he did tonight with his, with his legs, tremendous. 71 yards rushing. I certainly did not see that. He hasn't done that since his days at Don Bosco. You know, I just, I think that these Giants, you know, 
I know you want to worry about the draft slot. I know you do. And I understand it. I get it. You feel like you're not going to advance as a franchise if you don't have one of these elite quarterbacks. But we're not sure how elite these quarterbacks are. It's an inexact science. So if you're a fan of this team, enjoy it. Enjoy this right now. You have a front office and you have a coaching staff here that you should believe in right now. And put your faith in them that no matter where you are in the draft, they're going to make the right decision to get you where you need to go. I know that's a big leap of faith. And I know some of you will refuse to do that. It's not going to happen. I get it. But at 5-8, and eight, enjoy this. Because you're missing some good, fun times for this team. You really are. You have some good players on this team. You have some young players who are coming of age. And like I said, you have one of the most improbable stories in the NFL right now in Tommy DeVito doing what he's doing. And you can talk about all you want about the opponent. Ah, the Packers aren't any good, just like the Patriots weren't any good, just like Washington wasn't any good. But these are teams that are on the schedule. And now you go to New Orleans and you play a Saints team that's one game better than you in this race. Go out there and beat them. And if you don't believe now, then, you know, I really don't know what you're a fan of at this point. I mean, that's the reality of it. You know, I'm not going to tell you how to fan, but it's a fun story. And it's even more than a fun story. The football is good, too. Uh, Not a quality, perfect, this team is great going to the Super Bowl kind of story. This is a, man, this team has given me moments to enjoy, to kind of gasp a little bit, to say, man, I can't believe these young guys are making plays. And at 5-8, and it may end up being 5-12, and but... Enjoy it a little bit, Giants fans, because you've certainly been beaten up far too many times over the last decade. So enjoy these moments, and then you put your trust that you have the right front office and the right head coach to make the most of your draft picks and get players in here who are going to make a difference, and you will figure out the quarterback situation. Because remember, in Buffalo, they had a pick in the teens. And they ended up trading up into the top ten to get Josh Allen. They could still make a trade up wherever they land land, and get one of those quarterbacks. Maybe not Caleb Williams, maybe not Drake May, since those are the guys who have been talked about time and again. But a Jaden Daniels could be available. And... You don't know where this front office and this scouting staff is going to land on guys. But I tell you what, outside of Evan Neal, who has not performed to his draft status and the expectations, this team, the younger players, have really performed. And you have to be confident that Joe Shane and his staff know what they're doing. They have a far greater clue than what the previous administration did as far as picking players. Felt like they were throwing darts at the wall 
and these guys have a plan. So that wraps it up for MetLife. We've got plenty this week. We'll be heading to New Orleans. Happy holidays to everyone again. Happy Hanukkah to all my friends celebrating. And we'll be back this week. Appreciate you being all in. It is now 1.37 in the morning. New York Giants, 24. Green Bay Packers, 22. We're all in. We'll talk to you later this week.